Welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast, Season 2. I'm your forever coffee-infused host, Ashley Verma, and we are all here weekly to share the ups, downs, and all-arounds of the wild world of parenting. A safe space, a Lego-free space, to vent, to inspire, and well, perhaps this is the only adult conversation you hear all day. What is Adia doing? A, B, C, D. <laughs> is that funny? So each week, I will be joined by a fellow striving, thriving, and surviving busy mumsy. We learn together. We grow together. Hell, we cheers with an adult bevy when necessary. I get it. I am human and failures simply happen. I am not shiny and I am never filtered unapologetically. I am at its best. Even when the dishes aren't done, there's crayon on the wall, and well, my hair hasn't been washed in forever. I am Busy Mumsy. Happy Wednesday, friends. Ash here. I hope you're doing fantastic. Happy International Potty Training Month. I am so stoked today as I was able, at the very last minute, I was able to get Allison Jandu, who is the potty training consultant onto the show. Woo! Last Wednesday of the month. Lucky us. So she's all about potty training. We're going to find out why she got into this world. By the way, she was a forensic scientist before this. Wild. What is her journey? I cannot wait to find out. So let's dive on into this week's Busy Mumsy Chat. Allison Jandu, welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Where are you currently in the world? In the world, I am in the U.S., in Maryland, um, about 45 minutes outside of Washington, D.C. Love it. I, I'm actually originally like not, I didn't grow up not too, too far. From, I'm from West Virginia originally. Did you know oh, that? Okay. No, I did not know that. My parents yeah, live in like Smoky Mountain. They drive through West Virginia to get to their house. So listen, West Virginia is a drive-through. I love it, but it's it is a drive-through. <laughs> it yeah. is. I mean, it's got some beautiful spots, though. It does. It it has some charm to it. I'm I'm kind of like fingers crossed. I'm trying to put a quick pit stop into West Virginia to see family and friends um, while I'm back in the States, but I'm just not sure if it's going to work this time around, but we shall see. Um, I always ask, you know, a guest when they come on, like, where are they in the world? Because as you know, I'm in Uganda, which is still crazy pants, even though it's like eight months now that I've been here and it still hasn't kind of settled in my brain that we're here, but we are. And it's epic. Awesome. We're actually yeah. going on um, a two, two and a half week vacation in at the beginning of June to Namibia. So we'll be in Africa also. Oh my goodness. That's incredible. Are you going on safari? We will be going on safari. We will be going to see like the sand dunes. We're going to go see the coast. So we're kind of like traveling all to a bunch of different resorts and stuff. So super excited. And are the kids going? They're going. Yeah. So it's going to be, um, it's, it's the four of us. So it's me, my husband, my two kids. And then my husband, um, has family kind of scattered all over the world. He's, um, he's Indian. He was born in Kenya. Um, so his, his family is very experienced with the whole safari situation and all that kind of stuff. So we're all going to go together. It's like one big family trip. Will this be your first trip to Africa? 
It will. Yeah, for me. Yes. And I'm equally excited and like a little bit nervous too. Um, I know it's going to be epic. It's going to be like one of those vacations of a lifetime kind of thing. I've just never been away from home for that long or to somewhere so different, like somewhere so far away. So yeah. I'm really interested to see like what, what all it's going to be like, especially with the I, two little kids. Well, I can promise you this. Hospitality here, I give it five stars Yeah, because people are so genuinely kind. Yeah. And I think that's really hard to come by nowadays, that that's genuine true. of like, when they say, hi, how are you? They mean it here. Right. right. And while you may struggle with Wi-Fi, you may get whiplash from the many potholes. Yeah. You might get frustrated because let me tell you on the daily, I am like, like just being yeah. bounced around like crazy in a car. You, you know, like it takes a day or two to get used to it and it will happen. But let me just tell you the experience, the culture, the kindness, there's nothing like it. It oh, just good. isn't. I'm so excited about that. So I, I just really think that you also will have a lot of fun things for the kids to do and to remember yeah. because it's, it's, I mean, Adia went on, uh, my daughter went on safari uh, last year. Um, we were very fortunate to go on. I, I hate to say this part. She was two. It was her second birthday, but we did it because my, my husband is, he has a business here. So he's okay. been building a business here for seven years. Gotcha. So with that said, it, it there's a lot of back and forth, but now we're here more full time. And so we just went for it and she loved every second of it. And we played the Lion King music and, Aww. you know, we have the most epic videos and photos of it. So at least she'll get to see that if she yeah. doesn't remember that. Right. And then, you know, in a few years from now, we'll take her on another safari for her yeah. to like, wow, remember it. Yeah. I mean, how many kids get to do that? Like, that's so, so awesome, you know? Yeah, I, I have absolutely no doubt that your kids will just be telling everyone when they're back from the trip and when they're the first days of school, that will just definitely be the highlight of topic. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're already telling everybody that they're going, they can't wait, like, and everybody's like, Africa, are you sh like, really? Like, you're really going there? They think they're like making up a story. And I'm like, no, we're really going there. <laughs> well, I, 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 who knows if this is going to come up in the podcast, if you can hear this, but if you're wondering if that was Adia screaming in the background, she has just arrived back from the playground Yay. and she <laughs> has an echo of her voice. I, I, you know, I just like that. Welcome to the busy mumsy podcast where you have no clue what will happen on this show. It's well, really Allison, cool. as, as you have this big trip coming up, I have to also ask then, Fellow Americans, it is kind of a proven statistic that 70% of America does not travel. They don't own passports. That's what it is. They don't own passports. They travel within the United States because right. we we just basically just think we have it all there. That yeah. is a true statement. So is this your first abroad trip or have you ventured, have you jumped the pond to the UK? Have you been to India? As you um, said, your husband is in. So India is on the list. We have not been back to India yet, but yeah, we've been to um, the UK several times. My husband has a lot of family there. So we travel to London, like at least every other year or so. Um, the kids have Wait, been are there. They in, are, are they in London or are they in Leicester or Birmingham? They're in London. They're in London. So, okay. Yeah, My like, husband, who is Indian, he oh. is originally from Leicester. Okay. So, 
And I just, the Asian, there's a huge Asian yeah. community in Leicester and huge Asian community in Birmingham. And we had a beautiful wedding in India, which, so I'm just like, That's any chance I get to talk about India, go to India, yeah. do whatever I, yeah. That's love, amazing. Love, love. Yeah, we're so excited to be able to like we're waiting for the kids to get a few years older because they want to we want to take them with us too. Um, they are seven and eight, about to be nine currently. So we want them to be like a little bit older so they can tolerate because from what I understand, it's like kind of a sensory explosion, like once you get there. Um, so we want them to be a little bit older so that it's a little more manageable for them to, you know, handle all of that. And then we definitely want to go back to India. But yeah, we've been tons of places. We've been to Canada. We've been to Jamaica. We've been to the UK several times. So we love to travel. We, we're all about it. The more travel, the better. And was a lot of that travel though pre-kids? No, that was all with kids. Pre, pre-kids, pre we've been lots of other places too. We've been to Mexico. We've been to... Um, the Bahamas, we've been to Dominican Republic, uh, Barbados, like we've been lots of places. No, I love that. Cause I, I know, like I have friends that are now expecting and I have, have followers of the busy mumsy, um, you know, show and the channel. And they always ask, well, wait a minute, if I have children, can I travel still? And I'm like, Adia's first Ooh, flight was yeah. at six months ago. Uh -huh. Right. Yep. That's how we oh. were too. We never felt like like we never really, I mean, there were a few things, but we never like really adjusted our lifestyle that much. Like once we had our son, like we just took him wherever we would normally go. And, you know, we still went out to eat and we still met up with friends and, you know, went to football games and like all kinds of stuff. And I feel like if any, like it makes your life less stressful because you don't feel like you have to, you know, change or sacrifice as much. And then also, they get that experience and I feel like it just helps them be a little bit more adjusted and like able to go with the flow easier. I mean, maybe that's not true, but that's, that's what we felt from our experience with it. So I say, go travel, go do all the things. Don't let it stop you just because you've got the baby. Yeah. Just keep on soaring and don't, and don't like doubt or question yourself like, Oh, should I not? Because right. Getting them acclimated to traveling young only allows you to just fly as they grow because yeah. you just get over those teething pro problems and also confidence. Like, didn't you find early on with your kids when you were traveling? And I mean, we're going to get into it, starting your own business. Yeah. I mean, there's some confidence to be made there, right? hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, with every aspect of parenting, I feel like you're always questioning every move that you make. Like, am I ruining them for life? You know? Um, but no, yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of life lessons learned when you become a parent and when you embark on a big journey like starting a business and all that kind of stuff. Always learning so it never stops. So yeah, so I had read that you have a degree in forensic science. Yes, I do actually. So okay. <laughs> my heart as my my arms and my hands just like go flailing in the air and going how why what how does one who has a mega career background education in forensic science you have worked with nasa i mean huge companies and then you go 
I'm just going to pivot into my own business, which I love because I'm all about an entrepreneur. <laughs> and I'm going to base this business around potty training. Yeah, I know. It's a huge leap. Um, <laughs> never leap. I love it. But like what firstly brought you into the world of forensic science and then can, then can you tell about that transition into becoming that entrepreneur and what inspired you to go that route? Yeah, sure. So, um, on a whim in college, um, I decided to take a forensic elective and just fell in love with it. Like that was where I really discovered that, um, I just really loved science and like everything about it, like trying to figure things out, you know, I just loved that aspect of things. And um, that was a long time ago. So that was back like, when CSI like wasn't really a thing yet, like the show CSI wasn't really a show. <laughs> um, and so it was I actually like told myself, Allison, I told myself, Ashley, do not bring up CSI. I'm so glad that you brought it up. I was like, you're don't, don't you allow her to go that route if she wants to, but don't say it. Yeah. Um, that's what everybody says as soon as I say forensic science, like CSI. Um, yes and no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was like back when it was, it was still like an up and coming kind of field, it seemed like, you know, so, um, so that was when I was like, yeah, this is it. Like, I think this is something that I really want to do. And then, um, you know, I ended up majoring in it and took a bunch of classes and it just really, um, suited my mindset because like, I'm very science minded. Like I like to, I like to research, like I like to figure out the why behind things and like, um, you know, just problem solving. Like that's just my forte for whatever reason. Um, so yeah, so I majored in forensic science. Um, I was working in a laboratory uh, when I had my son and uh, he was going to daycare, obviously, because I was working a full-time job. And about the time he turned... Uh, a year old. And he was like learning all the things, you know, he was like starting to talk more and he was like walking. And I just felt like I was missing out on so much. And it was, it was really affecting me. Like emotionally, I was just having a hard time, like dropping him off at daycare every day and just essentially paying someone else to like raise my son when I felt like I wanted to be home with him. And you only get that opportunity one time. Like you can't go back in time and, and redo that when you're done working kind of thing. So, um, so my husband and I like kind of sat down and we were like, what are we going to do? Because at, after a couple of months of dealing with that, I was pregnant with my daughter. They're 22 months apart. And I was like, you know, there's, there's no way that I want to do this with two kids, like, and have them both in daycare. Like, I just want to be home with them. I feel like that's my calling right now is like where I need to be in life is to be home with the babies. Um, so we pulled a bunch of strings. I have to dive in. Yeah. What a beautiful thing to say, because we live in a society where mom stay at home is not, it's, it's not glamorous. It's not right. a, like, it's, it's kind of almost frowned upon now, right? It's almost like that feeling of like, oh, yeah. I, what am I going to do when I go to dinner? I'm not going to say that I'm working. Being a stay-at-home mom is a full-time job that everyone should wear so proudly. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. all the awards. Absolutely. And it's such, 
it's such a smart move. If you have the means, if you and your partner have the means to make that decision, go do it. Yeah, I agree. I agree because it's like, I don't know. Like you can always regret some, like it's easier. What do they say? It's easier to regret something you did than something you didn't do, you know? So um, it's like, so in, in our heads, it, it just made sense. And we were blessed enough to be able to like make it work. It was really tight, but we were able to make it work. And, um, you know, the sacrifice of like not being able to live as, extravagantly and like going out to dinner as much as we used to and like all those kinds of things that sacrifice to us was just worth it for me to be able to be home you know with the kids and um and I was still working like a little bit part-time because my my job when I told them that I wanted to resign they were like well can you work like part-time and I was like well no, not really. <laughs> and they're like, um, and they're like, okay, well, what about like an hour or two a day? And I was like, well, oh. you were too good at your job. <laughs> <laughs> I apparently, um, <laughs> so, so I was like, well, I guess maybe I could swing like an hour or two. So I was doing that a little bit, um, for, you know, about a year and a half or so. And uh, then I started going through the whole potty training phase with the kids and um, potty training my son, who was the older one. He was a breeze like he was easy peasy. Um, I was like, why does everybody complain about this? Like, this is amazing. And I just loved it. I just loved helping him learn and like seeing all those gears turn and things clicking into place and how proud he was of himself. And it was just like such a cool experience to be a part of. And, uh, and then I started having like some friends ask me who had kids that were similar age. They were like, well, it was so easy with Evan. Like, how did you, how did you do it? And like, we really need help. And I was like, why isn't there help, you know, for, for potty training? Because I knew that a lot of people did struggle with it and there's consultants and, you know, support out there in so many other parenting realms, like, you know, you've got lactation support in the hospital. You've got sleep consultants to help get your baby on a sleep schedule. There's nutrition people, there's behavior people, but there really wasn't anything for potty training. And, um, after I was potty training, my daughter and a friend and I were going through it at the same time. My daughter had some issues like with constipation and stuff. So it was making it more challenging for us. So me being this back to, back to the science minded stuff, like being that kind of um, nerd when it comes to science and, and wanting to like figure out something that really worked and like figure out the science behind it and the research behind it. And I just was not finding the information that I wanted. Like I was finding a lot of blogs out there about like, I potty trained my child this way. And, you know, but there wasn't like, solid evidence or anything supporting it, you know? And for me, that just, it just wasn't good enough. I was like, I want to know something that I can implement to help her that's actually proven to work. And I was like, I just decided parents shouldn't have to like struggle with this. It shouldn't have to be a guessing game of like spending hours on your phone each night, Googling, trying to find the solution. And I was like, I want to be Stop that resource. For me. People. <laughs> We all do it. We all do it. Dr. Google, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
how I've made it three years through parenting. <laughs> exactly. When in doubt. When in doubt. Who yeah. is this human and what do I do with her? I know. I know. It's wild. Um, so many questions. <laughs> so many questions and yet so yeah. little time. Yes. Yes. And how are you supposed to make sense of all the information that's out there when like it's all contradicting itself and, you know, one website is saying to do this and the other website is saying, no, don't do that. That's a horrible thing to do. And how are you supposed to know again that you're not ruining your child by the decisions that you're making? So that was when I decided I wanted to make it my thing. So then pen to paper, you started outlining, designing courses, structure, exactly how you saw fit to create the potty training consultant. Yeah, basically. I mean, first I, first I just learned, I just, you know, read, I spent so many hours up after the kids were in bed, just reading papers, like reading books, all the different potty training methods that are out there. I just wanted to really become knowledgeable enough um to Allison, say it say guru say guru <laughs> yeah, the I master mean, i'm gonna okay. give you all the names for you um you yeah, can save I, over five million diapers for families you get a incredible title like <laughs> master guru the the almighty there i said it allison you're welcome okay thank you yes thank you i mean i i just didn't want to go in you know without the confidence and the know-how to actually be able to help people like i wanted to know what i was doing so i wasn't like misleading people or guiding them in the wrong direction so i just learned i spent hours and hours learning and then once i felt like I was knowledgeable enough. I started like helping a few friends and like a couple of local people here and there just to get some experience with it. And then I really dove in and, and decided to start the company. And from there, the individual consultations turned into um, online classes and workshops and all kinds of stuff. And it's just been such, it's been such an amazing, almost unbelievable journey that I just never expected it to take off as much as it did. And it's, it's just been such a blessing. So I will put everything in the show notes. So the busy mumsy listener knows where to find you and to go to your website and all the things within your courses that you have currently on the website. Can you kind of explain what is there, highlight them? What, what do you kind of push forward to that first time parent who is looking for help, like num- like the first step, not like, you know, five steps in just that, that first step. Cause uh, right. I mean, I'm having, I'm, I'm having a little bit of PTSD. About the first <laughs> not going to lie. It was yeah. rather traumatizing for me. Not so much for Adia. She just said no. <laughs> said no. Yeah. But anyway. Understood. Um, yeah. So for the parents who are just getting started, like just starting to get their feet wet with it, Um, my 10 day potty training challenge is definitely the way to go, um, which is going to kind of, because I know as a mom myself and you're busy, right? Like you don't have time to put aside three whole days to just do potty training stuff. So it's called a 10 day potty training challenge, but really it's 10 steps. I just wanted to break it down into easy, manageable steps that you can do on your own timeline, um, to make it 
feel less overwhelming. So that's going to outline everything that you can do from preparing your child to the first few days of saying goodbye to diapers to how to incorporate the changes back into your everyday life and make everything kind of as seamless as possible. So that's definitely um, the way to go for those people just getting started. And you can do like more of a self-guided option, or you can do one that includes expert support. So if you feel like you might have a more challenging case, or if you just want that reassurance of having a, a source you can come to and ask questions, if you know you need troubleshooting or whatever, then you can get it with 90 days of expert support also. Amazing. Now, what do you do? I might be asking for a friend or I might be asking for myself. <laughs> Head tilt. What do you do or do you have a course on behavior and a course in terms of like teaching, but like not giving a reward, like, you know, that, that whole reward system, or if I go, I promise you this, or do you have anything that's kind of geared around that? Or could you share some advice for perhaps a currently struggling parent? <laughs> wink, wink. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So um, actually in, in the 10 day challenge, it's, it walks you through kind of how to customize the experience for yourself because my mantra is there's no one size fits all way to potty train, right? Like I've, I've got my kind of standard principles and, and guiding forces that I use for most cases, but it's never, there's no miracle cure, you know what I mean? So, um, so the course does help you kind of figure out if rewards are right for you, or if you would rather just build on intrinsic motivation. Like there's lots of different things that could potentially be changed up in there. Um, I don't have a course specifically for that, but you know, if you're wondering what to do, uh, there's a lot of research out there that shows that rewards can be beneficial to use when you're trying to teach a child a new skills, especially something that, you know, they might not be motivated to do on their own. So using like a little reward, not a bribe, but a reward can help to encourage them to keep doing that themselves until it becomes enough of a habit that you don't need to use the reward anymore. Um, so the thing that parents can kind of fall into though sometimes is the power struggle, right? That comes along with giving the rewards. And then you just find yourself starting to say, well, if you go sit on the potty, I'll give you a cookie kind of thing. And, um, and I did all of that in the very <laughs> failed in the very many failed attempts oh. at potty training. I did that. Yeah. I mean, it's not for everyone, you know, and um, so it's it's helpful if you aren't using the the prize as a lure to get the child to sit on the potty um, or to do what you want, but just reserve it for when they do it successfully. You offer the reward. You don't even necessarily need to bring it up. But like once they do peer poop in the potty, just be like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. Do you want to have a cookie? And it's just part of like the little celebration. It's not necessarily like if you do this, then you get this, um, which can come off more as as a bribe instead of a reward. So um, that can help a little bit to prevent some of those power struggles. And then obviously there are parents, too, that struggle with like then their child starts peeing 
eight times in an hour because they just want to keep getting a Skittle over and over again. Um, so how do you balance that too, right? And you have to kind of figure out how to make it make sense for your child based on their personality and their quirks because every child's different and is going to learn in a different way. So it does get no, a little absolutely. bit I, I mean, Adia now, I, I have to say, is kind of like she thinks it's super cool yeah. and she's like, big girl potty. Um, she uses the adult toilet because she cool. likes the the challenge to climb up on it. Okay. She doesn't, <laughs> doesn't want anyone's help. Sure. This is only at the house. Like we have a travel potty that goes everywhere with her and it's a, a pro, like appropriate size, short, tiny, like for her. Yeah. But like when it comes to being here, it's, it is like a thing and it is like, come watch me do this. Uh-huh. And like, she doesn't, she doesn't so much like want a reward anymore but it's, it's really interesting that it happened overnight for us. It went from like when we were supposed to do it and then it crashed and burned. And then I tried again when we had like a week off um, from her school and failed. And then one day she just woke up and like, that was it. Like it yep. was as if like picking up a glass of water and drinking it, like that's how like in tune and number two was not an issue. She that's thought cool. it was cool. She was like, yeah, I do that too. Look at me go. Yeah. But one thing that we're actually, and I feel like this becomes a question mark for a lot of parents is once you get down the whole, I'm up on the potty and I'm going, how, how do you manage the nighttime? Because we're yeah. still doing nighttime nappy. Yeah. And even though we, we call this like big, uh, we, we, we call it baby underwear, right now and it's kind of like a oh do I have to put on the baby underwear yes unless you hold like is it wrong to say you have to hold it like what what is the right language to convey to a child yeah it's really tricky and she's only two so she is still on the younger side of things I mean if you start noticing that she's waking up more often with a dry nappy then you could potentially you know work towards removing them or going no, it's, to it's like one P one P in okay. it for sure. Okay. And that's it. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of kids are actually ready to sleep without diapers before we might realize it as parents. Um, because what can be happening is they, they have the capacity to be able to hold it all or most of the night. And then at, in the early morning hours, when they first start to stir a little bit is when they'll have their pee in their diaper. And it, and when you go in to change them, it feels like a really heavy diaper, right? Because it was like all their nighttime pee and it can give kind of the false impression that they were peeing all throughout the night. Um, and that they aren't ready to sleep without diapers, but you know, it might just take a little bit of adjustment to their wake up time potentially. Um, and, and that kind of thing. So a lot of kids can make that leap sooner than we might think that they can. Uh, I know there are plenty of parents who wait several years in between, you know, daytime potty training to remove nighttime diapers and they'll just keep using, you know, nappies or pull-ups or whatever. Um, and that's every parent's kind of preference, but we should definitely acknowledge their capability a little bit sooner, I think, so that they don't start just relying on that nappy as like a crutch, like they're just going to use it because they have access to it kind of thing. But in your case, she's not wanting to wear the nappy to bed. Um, It's a little bit trickier, right? Because 
she wants to be the big girl and she wants to be able to stay dry through the night, but her body might not just be physically there yet. So, you know, an easy way to explain it is like, you know, well, when kids are little, you know, we don't always know when we're peeing when we're asleep. So we just need to have this for, you know, just in case, like kind of thing. Um, You know, you don't need to necessarily put pressure on her or make her feel like it's her fault because, you know, she pees pees herself at night or whatever. Like it's it's a natural thing. And you can just let her know that everybody does it. And it's normal for now. Um, You could potentially try switching from like a disposable version to a cloth one instead, which would still provide that absorbance, but it will allow her to feel it a little bit more, which can trigger that awareness to help her, um, you know, recognize the need to wake up and get on the potty instead of just being in her bed. So that's kind of a middle step that you could potentially take to help the process along a little bit. Allison, did you ever think in a million years you would be growing a business around potty training? Never in a million bajillion years. (laughs) Now, what is in the pipeline for you? You have books written, you have courses, you have, I mean, you are like, you've been on Good Morning America, the Today Show. I mean, you are just like, your voice is out there. Yeah. Can you share anything that's in the pipeline that we don't know yet or that you've just announced? Like what, or, and what are the hopes and dreams for your business, the potty training consultant? Yeah, so um, we're we're in the works of hiring some more internal people so that we can start taking a little bit higher volume of people who want to call in and talk to someone to get some help. Um, we're kind of past the capacity for me to be able to sit on the phone with people all day long anymore. I mean, which is amazing, but um, we still want to be able to obviously address everyone's needs and provide that support. So, um, so we're working on getting some of that in the works, um, working on um, updating all the online courses because we're learning new things all the time and new things are developing about potty training all the time. So we just like to keep that as up to date as possible. We've got some new merch dropping in the next couple of weeks. So um, we're going to have some toddler shirts available. Yeah. So keep your eyes peeled for those. Um, and we just want to keep it fun. You know, we want parents to feel like we don't want it to feel like Ugh, potty training. I don't want to do this. Like we want to try to put a spin on it to where like it can be an exciting time for you and your child. So we try to keep things light. And are you having fun? I am. I'm loving life. Never in a million years did I imagine that I would be able to have a, this successful of a business. And it's my baby. You know, it's like it's all me. It's something that I've built just from the ground up. And it is the coolest thing ever to see how much it's grown and how well received it's been by everybody. So just a huge thank you to everybody out there that's been supportive and that follows me on Instagram and um, has kind of been growing through this whole journey with me. It's been awesome. Well, it's been absolutely awesome meeting you and hearing your journey and sharing your words of wisdom. And again, go to the show notes, show notes, everyone, and just see all things potty training consultant. Thank you, Alice and Jandu for your time and your wisdom. Thank you so much again for having me. It was so nice meeting you. Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. Did you like it, Adia? Yes! Oh, the enthusiasm. I love it. 
please share your love by giving us a five-star rating, a rockin' review, and please share with any fellow Busy Mumsies. We love hearing from you. So if you want to get in touch, head to the Busy Mumsy show notes for further details and links to the Busy Mumsy website. So long for now. Can you say bye-bye, Adia? Bye-bye, Adia. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.